0: Hey everybody, this is your girl Amber, and this is Reaching Your Potential. This is episode 5, and we're going to be talking about advice for new grads. This is going to be very exciting. Even though I am a new grad, I do have some advice to give y'all, especially to those who just graduated their OT programs. Congratulations to you, whether it was a master's program, an OTD program, you're doing the So kudos to you. I'm not going to prolong this intro anymore, so let's get started. right, advice for new grads. So even though I said this is just for new grads, if you're an OT student or thinking about going to OT school, this is still applicable for you when you get there, when you become a new grad. So don't worry, this is for everyone. It's going to help you. Trust me, I got you. I thought about six different tips or advice for me to give. I didn't wanna prolong it or make it a lengthy podcast. I think this is gonna be short, sweet, and to the point. So let's get into it. So the first word of advice that I would like to give is work on your resume, work on it. And I wouldn't want to work on it after you graduate. Work on it actually at the end of your OT program. So for me, luckily, in the last semester of my OT program, my professor gave us a project to do where we had to act as if we were applying for a job and it's an actual job that's out there. And we had to create our resume as if we were applying for that specific job and mostly it's an OT job. So we had to make sure we had the important requirements in there such as your name, your address, number, maybe you might have a linkedin account things of that nature so we also had somebody from our career services on campus come into our class and talk about the difference between resumes and how ours will kind of be a little bit different than others because we do have the fieldwork experiences We also have some different coursework that we feel that will be applicable for a job that we may be applying to. And we can add all of those things into our resume. So one thing that I do want to say in terms of working on your resume, make sure that you are having your fieldwork experiences on there. Also, make sure that if there's any specific courses that you took within your OT program that are applicable to that job that you're applying to, put it there. Um, another thing is anything that you have done during your undergrad or graduate year that's about leadership, jot it down there. I know for me specifically, I was a part of the track and field team for my whole undergrad, so I felt that that showed leadership. I was a captain on the team too, so I did jot down some bullet points that encompassed those leadership qualities that a job would like to see in a person or a candidate. Another thing to jot in your resume is certifications as well. So are you CPR and AED certified? Put that on your resume because for the most part, most of OT jobs, they do want to make sure that you are CPR and AED certified. And for our field works, we probably have to be certified anyway. So make sure you put it there. And last but not least, also jot down any type of presentations that you may have done. Maybe you have presented a poster at AOTA, or you did your thesis on a specific research that's really important and applicable to today's time in OT. Write that stuff down. I know for me, I've done a few presentations And I know I presented at AOTA before and I made sure I wrote that down in my resume because that makes you stand out. My second piece of advice to give you guys is save your money. Save your dollar bills, your ten dollar bills, your pennies, your nickels, your dimes. Save it all. Nobody tells you that this profession is expensive. It is so expensive Oh my goodness, if I can tell you the amount of money I have spent in the past year for books, certification, for licensure, for resources to study for the NBCOT, I can... Oh goodness gracious, it's a lot of money. So make sure you're saving your money because the board exam by itself is $515. (laughs) so expensive it's crazy you know i even have some pt friends that took their exams and their exam is not that expensive so i'm trying to figure out why mbcot is really trying to take all of our money we already spend so much money getting our education doing our field work because sometimes our field work may not even be in our hometown that costs money and now we gotta pay five hundred and fifteen dollars for this exam and don't get me started if you gotta take it more than once. That's a whole nother story. But it's going to take money. And then also a licensure, after you spend your five hundred and fifteen dollars on the exam and you pass it, of course, with your four fifty or higher, great job. You now have to pay more money for your license and you cannot practice without your license. Unfortunately for me, I live in the great state of New York And out of all other states that have different prices for their license for OT, New York wants to be so expensive and you will be paying about $294 for your license. Look at other states and (laughs) this is nowhere close to New York. I don't know why New York wants to be so expensive with it, but if you are like me and you live in New York or you want to move to New York and practice here, Just get ready and get used to the fact that first New York is expensive, but also the profession is pretty pricey. So just be prepared for that. Start saving your money, put it aside, maybe make a new account and just say OT. (laughs) Whatever it takes to save your money, save it because it will be easier in the long run. Following that advice with save your money, save your books. I know we spent hundreds and hundreds amounts of dollars for these big textbooks. And we always say, well, I'm going to sell my books after I finish graduate school because why do I need it? You're going to need it in the profession. Trust me. I have talked to my mentors about it and talked to other people in the field. And they say they still have their OT books. Not all of them, but depending on what setting you're in or population you're working with, you're going to need some books to reference from when you're working with your clients. So some good books to keep, which I'm sure that we all might have, is the OT Bible, that big, thick book, the Radomsky's OT for Physical Dysfunction. That has so many good ideas for sessions for clients patient education, caregiver education. It has a lot of good information in there. So Definitely keep that book. Another one is the Willard and Spackman's Occupational Therapy book. That one is really great as well. Pretty thick book, but it is a good resource as well. There's also another book called Documenting Occupational Therapy Practice by Sames. That one is definitely helpful when you are doing documentation. I brought that book during my undergrad year of my OT program and I know it's going to be very helpful for me when I have to start documenting as a new OT. Also if you know specifically what population you want to work with keep those books as well. So if you're a pediatric person keep your pediatric books. For me I'm an adult person so my stroke rehab books anything that deals with functional performance in older adults, or anything dealing with cognitive and perceptual rehab, I'm keeping those books because I know that I'm going to be working with patients with those type of diagnosis. Maybe not during my first OT job, but maybe my next one in the few years to come. Next word of advice is have a mentor. And this one kind of encompasses as well, network. I think it's very important to have a mentor in this OT profession because we are new and we may not know all the information that we need to know. We may think that we do, but to be honest, we don't. And it's great to have a mentor who has been in the field for some time and is able to give you some tips and some guidance on what you can do and what you should not do to make sure that you are being the best OT that you can be. Make sure that the mentor does have your best interests at heart and you can relate to them. It's great to have a mentor that may be in the same field or setting or working with the same population that you want to work in because that is going to help you grow because they've been through it already. And as a black female OT, I feel like it's even more important to have a mentor who is a black female OT in this profession. So if you're having trouble finding an OT mentor, I highly suggest that you join the Black Occupational Therapy Caucus, other known as BOTC. There, you will meet so many black and successful occupational therapists there. And it will change your life, trust me. I know i said six <laughs> tips or advice but i'm gonna put these two together and just make it five together so this last piece of advice that i would like to give you guys is to keep an open mind which also means always keep learning the reason why i said keep an open mind is because i quickly thought about my ot management professor who was talking about when we're applying for jobs we know we want to get an ot job but also keep an open mind about what positions that may not say specifically occupational therapists. We have so many skills of jobs that may not say on the bold topic or title occupational therapist, but we can still apply for those jobs because we do have the skills for them. Think about it. We have client-centeredness, we have good rapport, We know how to administer standardized assessments. We have great time management skills, effective documentation skills. These are just things that I'm just (laughs) spitting out of my head right now. But we have a lot of skills that contribute to a lot of different jobs other than an OT. So with that being said, keep an open mind. Yes, we want to be OTs, but sometimes things come out of the blue. Life happens. You may not Get an OT job right away. Sometimes the economy might be low. Maybe the area where you want to work, they may not have OT jobs available at the time. But be open-minded and apply for things that you know you have the skills for, even though it may not necessarily say occupational therapist. And to add some icing on this cake of keeping an open mind, always keep learning. As an OT, we have to hold our credentials by doing continuing education courses in order to get a specific amount of units every three years. So we're always learning. And as OTs, we have to be continuous learners. The world is changing, healthcare is changing, insurance is changing, our profession is changing every single day, even though we may not see it. Think about the times we're in right now with COVID-19. Our profession has changed drastically because of this pandemic. Things have turned into virtual or remote learning, or even telehealth is big now in our profession, and things had to change in that part in order for people to still get services. So always have the mind to learn all the time. Never try to be stagnant because you're not going to be a successful OT that way. We always have to keep an open mind and always keep learning. But there you have it, guys. Those are all the tips or advice that I have for new grads. Work on that resume. Save your money. Save your books. Have a mentor. And most importantly, keep an open mind and always keep learning. I hope this was helpful. If you guys want to jot down some comments to me or send me an email, I actually have a new email now, so definitely hit me up at reachingyourpotential 96 at gmail.com if you have some suggestions for future topics definitely hit up my email that same email i just mentioned reaching your potential 96 at gmail.com that's all i have for you guys today this is your girl amber for reaching your potential i'll see you guys later peace out